This week is a conversation with my best friend, Casey. She's also my guinea pig because she's the first person I've ever given a psychic reading to, done an energy healing on, or even guided through an esoteric acupuncture protocol. So we talk about her journey through her darkness with all of these protocols and how they've changed her life for the better. Since then, all of her psychic gifts have really started to come on live particularly dream voyance. And we we talk about that, how her psychic dreams have showed her life for what it really is and enabled her to overcome so much. We talk about how she's gotten off of Adderall twice, her past life regressions, as well as a past life regression that we experienced together and a healing at the same time. This one's crazy. It's hard to explain. It's crazy, though. We also talk about just so much more, so much more. I'll let you guys listen. In true Casey's style, she's so authentic. She's got me giggling like an idiot. And I really, really hope you enjoy. And I hope this inspires you to find your soul sister, your soul brother, and just pull them in and hug them tight and let them know how much they really shine to you. You are listening to the School of Whispers podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this is my space to get real, open, and weird about my life experiences as a psychic, medium, energy healer, and student of Chinese medicine. On the show, I'll be sharing my healing journey and the concepts I've learned along the way, and I'll be having guests on talking about the same sort of thing. I am so happy you're here, and I hope this show leaves you feeling inspired and empowered to learn how to listen to the whispers of your own body and spirit. Let's get into the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, Casey, my soul sister, my best friend, my so many things. I call her my sister husband <laughs> because she's she's so much to me. She's sitting right next to me, making me giggle like an idiot. And I'm so excited to have you on the show, Casey. So say hi. Say hi to the, the fam. Hello. I'm very, very happy to be here. Finally. Yeah. And finally, because two weeks ago yeah was it two weeks two weeks ago we were we were planning every single day that you stayed with us which was two or three days I was like today's the day this is when we're gonna this is when we're gonna report and there was always a reason not to and then when we finally had okay I just I had to make sure the microphone was turned on um when we finally had the chance to record um you lost your voice Completely. Never has that ever happened in my entire life. And the day we were supposed to record, uh, the universe had other plans. But for a reason, I was in a totally different space even just two weeks ago. So that was all happening for the better good. Do you mind sharing what, what that shift was that happened two weeks ago and where you are now? And, and maybe just share, how are you feeling right now? Right now, I am at a, how do I explain? I'm happy. I am on this, I couldn't even tell you where I am right now. I'm in a place that I've never experienced before in my entire life, thank God. And so, I mean, even just two weeks ago, in the time between then, I had the opportunity to go on a fishing trip so I was there and and that was right after you were yes I left I left Orlando and then immediately went to um, North Carolina to go on a fishing trip and you know with those trips involve a lot of drinking and which I noticed in this trip particularly that I had zero desire to partake in any of that which is showing the shift that is happening within me And the rest of my trip ended up getting canceled. So I came home a week early than I was planning on. And in that week, 
I attended a Reiki circle, which I go to quite often with uh, this group of people in Boca where I live. And I was very excited to do that. And there she was talking about a Reiki class that she had planned for the Saturday. And I was very drawn to it forever and taking a class in order to be a Reiki master one day. And I was like, wow, I have no excuse not to go, so I'm going to go. And I went, and oh my goodness, I no longer see the world as I did before, and crazy shit is happening. And like I said, I literally couldn't even tell you where I'm at right now because I can't even put it to words. I haven't really had time to wrap my head around it, but I'm loving it, and I want more and more, and it's just so awesome, and I have you to thank for helping me get on this journey and uh should we take them to the beginning down the rabbit hole <laughs> yeah, yeah okay so so casey uh i mean we, we met in high school we we were oh my god do you remember that first day we met yeah god i thought you were a bitch i know <laughs> that makes me so sad uh well i mean not in is, a bad way yeah, yeah. you are a bitch i know <laughs> i am she's seen me for who i am since day one. Oh. okay i'm not a bitch but i mean you're a sweet girl yes oh anyways okay so anyways, um, yeah, we've been, we've been buddies since then. And, um, our friendship has gone through so many yes. shifts and twists and turns and we will go through that. But the, I think the, one of the most prominent shifts that we went through was when last year, when all of my like psychicness was going off, when actual projection, when I was getting messages that were for people from from dead people from spirit to people in this world you were the my go-to person to go to because you were always accepting me with open arms and then one day um and I, I can't remember what that thing was but you go wait Stephanie can you do this for me and I was like you mean a psychic reading which I to this day I've still never gotten before which is kind of ironic I just yeah, I don't really trust anyone yet or know anyone yet um, to do that for me. And I said, okay, even though I had a lot of doubt, a lot of fear for some reason, I, which is because you've never been judgmental of me ever. No, uh, if anything, you've been super encouraging of my strangeness. And actually, I think we're not going for, far enough back no. because in 2019, with the, I was, I was doing, and I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast ever, but that was kind of the first time I tapped into any of this and I didn't believe in any of it. I was just so alone and so low. And I started doing the, I've heard about this thing called angel meditations and within the angel meditation, I called upon my abuela, my, my grandma on my mom's side, who I've always just felt very close to, um, even though she died when I was two years old. And I felt her. I felt her holding my hand. That was the first time I called upon spirit and spirit fucking showed up and gave me a squeeze. And I remember bawling, crying. And so I sent it to you. Yep. You sent it to me. And uh, Stephanie says, jump off a bridge. And I follow suit. (laughs) I was in my dark closet with a little candle and a crystal and sage calling upon my deceased grandfather and I was like he is not communicating with me and I was upset and I felt crazy emotions and I was hysterically crying as well and I sat there for a little while and cried and then blew out my candle and checked my phone to see what time it was and it was 618 which was his birthday and I was like oh my god Stephanie it works <laughs> it's happening so that was yeah that was one of the first that was yeah. my first experience of that as it, well it's it's so cool how our paths are so interlocked like that because yeah like I mentioned you were the first person I ever gave a, gave a reading bef- to before and we have it in front of us because there's a few things that I said in it or I heard that I repeated back to her that I'm just fucking weird. Um, so so the, one of the first things that happened. Oh, my God, Casey. I know. Reading. Okay. I know. Reading this now is like still. 
because now hearing hearing about your birth story so actually before we, I know we're all in circles but you know in true yeah. school of whispers <laughs> style it's it's a conversation yeah the freaky flow so we right before recording Casey told me her birth story which was tragic and difficult and full of death and portals and more death and more death and not actual dying but like her mom going through all these ego deaths and being at the the brink of death and Casey multiple times also being at the brink of death as you know before she was even entered this world and I'm looking down here and I asked your guides, why is Casey here? And they said, to understand the seasons, to understand what growth really means. And I asked, what does this mean for her? And I got the image of a plant living and dying again and again. And then I saw a timeline of this plant slowing down. And then I see this vivid blooming fa- flower and I hear the words, in this life, I'm going to cry, she will finally bloom. And they said, and I saw this cherry blossom tree and you, you know, I don't know if you've seen a cherry blossom tree before, but it's when it's in bloom, it's shedding and you, it, all its petals are in the wind and in the air and all the ground around it. And there's so much life and death within the cherry blossom tree. And they said, that's Casey. And they said, shed, shed what keeps you from blooming. They also bloom in the winter, right? Yes. And in a recent... And that keeps on happening. They keep on telling us that you bloom in the winter and you truly have been blooming within the winter. And it's interesting. It's like your seasons are backwards. It's like summer is your your death and winter is your your bloom. To understand the season. To understand this fucking A. Okay. So then I I asked uh, what's hurting Casey after a few other questions which I'm skipping over I asked what is hurting Casey and they showed me the image of an orange pill bottle and a thick white cap and should we stop there do you want me to keep going Uh, let's go through it all and then we will circle back okay to the deeper explanation yeah okay so I'm gonna skip to so note take note on the orange bottle and the white cap that does come again up soon to be continued Yes. And then so I asked what I asked her guides, what is an update for Casey? Oh, because it was the first reading. They said, ask for an update on the full moon or the tide or something like that. It was it was some it was the first time I, I remember I was in the shower and I was like, Casey, I think I'm supposed to tell you this. And then I asked for an update on this. I was like, all right, I got I got I remember getting this update ask asking about the full moon, the high tide. And I asked what's going on then and they gave me this image of a waves and a storm and you were about to go to the Bahamas and I was asked will she be safe and they said yes but this day will shake her into knowing and again take note on that and it's like I saw yeah I saw this storm and Stephanie human Stephanie was like oh I don't want my Casey to get into a storm and not come back but then this higher consciousness part of me said no 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 it's not what you think it's never what you really think yeah okay and then the the last thing yeah the last thing I asked is there anything else that you want that's probably my favorite part of readings is when I ask is there anything else that needs to know when I'm no longer in in charge of the, the direction and the flow I just say is there anything else and that's usually when random shit comes through I remember one time Oh my God, I did a reading for a girl and they were like, we just want to let her know that she's going to see a sock. That's going to be her ex-boyfriend's. And we just tell her it's not a sign that she needs to get back with him. And three (laughs) weeks later, she she texted me. She sent me a photo of the sock. She found it in her her car. She found his sock in her car. (laughs) And she goes, I'm so glad you told me this because if I didn't hear that from my guides, I would have been like, this is a sign. I need to go back with him. And now she's with a new man who's her fiance and love of her life. But anyways, so when I asked, is there anything else that you want Casey to know? Her guide said, search for the dragonfly. And I asked, what does this mean? And they said, tell her to ask us. I love when they say that when they're like, (laughs) cause, and and that's something that I do with you now. I'm like, I'm not answering for you. You tune in. Um, But I asked, but what if she can't hear you? And they said, tell her it means father of birth, which I don't really know what that means I, still right now. Well, I guess maybe that's to be continued. But 
now I want you, Casey, let's let's tie it home. Let's let them okay. know <laughs> the weird shit. So as soon as Stephanie brings up this orange pill bottle, I was like, fuck, there goes hiding anything from Stephanie again. They totally sold me out. Um, I had been on Adderall my almost entire life for ADHD, and I had gotten off of it. I used my time during the COVID lockdown to detox off of Adderall, and it was horrible. It took a very long time of, you know, rest. That's really all there was that you could do. Um, I was pretty angry. I had to make my father and brother who I was in the house with aware of what I was going through and they were very supportive. Thank God. I'm very thankful for them and my mom as well. And, uh, they kind of just dealt with me and I was very cranky. So I got off Adderall for the longest time. And then I started gaining weight because that is a side effect as your metabolism is freaking out. Like, what did you just do to me? And I got on Adderall, back on Adderall without telling anybody because I wasn't proud of it. I was I was ashamed of it and I felt weak doing it. And then my guides told Stephanie. So I had to tell her, yep, well, that orange bottle is the Adderall that I just got back on. Well, I think you, you sent me a photo. Of I was like, like, is, is this, this it? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yep, that's it. Fuck. Yeah. So I had got back on Adderall and that was them telling me that I need to get off of it. Now connecting the dots to the wave and the the scary, the night of the wave. The well, actually, before we leave that, I do want to say really quick, guys, that I am not a medical professional. I, it's totally, I, I, all I saw was the pill bottle and I am not telling, I did not tell Casey to get off the Adderall. That was just, a me- that was her making that connection. And I will never, ever tell anyone what to do with Medicaid. I mean, I've had people ask me about uh, medical conditions and whatnot. It's always a very uncomfortable place for me to be. And I, I will share what I hear, but I always give the caveat, please don't come to me for medical advice. But it was Casey drawing that conclusion. And I, I do, before we keep move, move on to the storm, do you mind, sh- is there anything that, other than the rest, was there any supplement or anything, extra support that really helped you get through the Adderall detox, either the first or the second time? My first time was a lot of flushing my body, doing detox, detoxes, a lot of water. I did turn to a lot of caffeine to, you know, keep that high. Um, Also, I just want to say no judgment at all to people on Adderall. You're prescribed it for a reason, but I personally got to the point where I crossed the line where I was abusing it and I would you know take it before going out in order to get more fucked up and I I was abusing it I was using it to lose weight I was doing it for all the wrong reasons and there is a fine line and you know when you know you know I'm no longer using it to study which I had used as my excuse for years once you cross that line it's it's time to get off it it's it's harsh on the body and um I mean, I, I know I've seen now there's there's supplements. A lot of people are finding, you know, microdosing mushrooms are replacing. But then again, neither of us are medical professionals, so yes. <laughs> not yet. Um, so I, the second time I ended up getting off of it, when I got off of it for good, I went cold turkey in the matter of days. It was actually immediate. Honestly, I did a very intense Reiki bodywork session, and my intention was to overpower the Adderall and take back the power that I gave the Adderall, and um, I did. I took it one day. I had Reiki done, and I never took it, so Reiki has always been a very powerful thing to me, which we will circle back to that as well. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being so honest. Of course. Hearing you, you're always so, so honest. And that's always what I loved about you. But hearing you 
I don't know, share that, that journey with your Adderall has kind of made my heart just explode inside my chest because I love you and you're so real <laughs> and that's what I love about you. But moving on, let's get into the storm. Okay. So I had a trip to the Bahamas. It was 10 days long and it was, so at that point in my life, uh, I was very, uh, party animal Casey phase, (laughs) drinking very heavily. So that Bahamas trip, I was blacked out drunk for about 10 days straight and the second to last day before leaving was my, as Stephanie said in my reading, that that was going to be, where is it? The day that will shake me into my knowing. And it, it was. I had, I think, lucid dreams with sleep paralysis and just the most uncomfortable and scared I've ever been in my life. I thought I was experiencing death. I thought that I was possessed. It was the most insane, especially because I had been so many days of not in my brain. Body on autopilot. Casey was drunk. Casey was just not there. And this one night, I start having all of these visions where I'm I'm in my body and I'm watching all this the first thing that happened was I was in some really dirty bathroom and everything was falling into the sink the hot iron and I'm like oh my god what's happened I had zero control of my limbs and I'm just watching all this happen and I'm in a panic and from there I go into this room and everything's in slow motion everything's a kaleidoscope is going on and my body is vibrating and I go into this room and there's a girl sitting on the bed and she has short hair and a hoodie on and she's looking down and I never saw her face but I'm like holy shit that's me and I'm like ew that's me (laughs) And she wouldn't look up at me and I'm trying to communicate with her and it's frustrating and I was disgusted by her and the place and she kind of like I see the side of her face and she says in this gross raspy voice I need energy and she's moving super slow and just very creepy and then she goes there's a pill for that and she's reaching for a pill bottle and my body is, there was a fan above me and I, I heard it going and my body was pulsing with the fan and it was the most insane feeling I have ever felt in my life. So I jump up from that dream and I felt like I couldn't talk, I couldn't move, I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. Then I get into another dream and there's just darkness and this thing as if a plastic bag was stuck to his face and he was sucking in. Oh, it was traumatizing. And then I have a dream and it's me and my buddy who I'm in the Bahamas with and we're on a boat and we are sinking and it's dark and the boat takes on water and we cannot get off and I can't get him and I can't save myself and none of my limbs work and I could not get out of this dream and it was horrible and we we drowned and that I woke up at like four and would not let myself go back to sleep. They were the dreams where I wake up jumping up and I'm breathing heavily. My heart rate was through the roof. And wasn't there a storm that night? Yeah. A massive storm. Yeah. There is wind. It was too rough. It was, oh, so that is what shook me. So I'm in the Bahamas. That's when I was still taking Adderall. And and didn't everyone else have fucked up dreams that night too? Yes. So that night I was sharing a room with my friend Danny and I had to get up and I couldn't let myself go back to sleep. Every time I would go back to sleep, I would jump up to some horrible nightmare. So I was like, my heart can't take this anymore. I was like, I need to go. So I got up and I walked the beach for miles and miles and miles and just was trying to wrap my head around. I not trying to wrap my head around I knew exactly what I was needed to do and it was that is you know a little focus on my reality 
and I get back and he was outside and he's like, what's up? I was like, I had the most horrible dreams I've ever had in my life last night. And he goes, no way. I had a dream that we were in an amusement park fighting off all these zombies and stuff. He had a horrible dream too. And he said it was so real. And then we're on the boat with everybody else. And I said to, to Danny, I still can't shake these dreams. And his cousin's like, I had the worst dreams last night, too. It was crazy. So I don't know if, you know, maybe somebody did Santeria or something on us that night. But it was it was a very moving night for me. And so right after I got back from that trip is when I went to Asheville and I have gone to Reiki with this wonderful body worker um, healer up there and I decided I was like this is the day that I get off and I took Adderall the day before then I had her and then after that day I never took it again and um, didn't have many withdrawal symptoms either and just think my my mind was actually ready to get off of the Adderall at that moment. But yeah, I was just like, get this out of my body. I'm sick of, of giving that power to the Adderall and just like anticipating the anxiety every day. My body was just exhausted. So finally put an end to that and it felt so good. But yeah, so my dreams are, yeah. So Casey is extremely dreamvoyant, and I don't even know if that's a real word. I heard that on yeah, it is now. Oh, I heard it on a podcast before, and I was like, "That's Casey." And I mean, we both have these dreams, and it was funny what you were mentioning earlier with your dream. I've had visions right before bed that I don't—they weren't dreams; they were—they were visions. But it reminded me of some visions that I've had recently when I was kind of introduced to the energy of Kali and I remember thinking I feel like I'm on drugs and I don't like it I don't want to be on drugs anymore but the sad fact was I was sober and that's pretty crazy how that what you experienced sounded like like a like ayahuasca or a mushroom trip your your something in your body snapped and was like all right let's show her let's show her and let's fuck her up a little oh well there was the so to add on to that dream between my Asheville trip and and the Bahamas I went to Ohio for three days and that's when I had a dream oh I forgot about this yeah so I had been drinking heavily that night and I get home and I fell asleep on the couch and I had another same thing my body went into this weird state of uh, you can't move and I know you can't move so it's a little panicky but then I'm having a dream and I was in a Chick-fil-a parking lot and it was late and the girl taking my order I was like oh my god it's you and it was the girl from my dream in the Bahamas the me that was taking the pills and I was like can we talk and she's like yeah well, hold on. And she goes inside and she's inside with a bunch of people. I think they were on a fishing team and they're all drinking. And I'm like, hey, we got we got to talk about this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's drinking and drinking and drinking. And by the time she finally gets alone with me, she is way too fucked up to talk. And I'm trying to like I'm grabbing her face. I'm like, talk to me and tell me. And then I'm realizing that's a mirror of me. You're not facing things and you're not communicating with yourself because you are blinded by the alcohol. And then another night I had a dream where somebody came through to me and said that you are drinking to be seen. And it's absolutely true. So not only was I abusing Adderall, I was abusing alcohol as well, which is something that I'm finally after a long time over that one. And then two days after that, I went up to Asheville with my dad and that's when I had the healing. Wow. Your body was really priming you. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny how you, I feel like when you start, when someone starts the path, and I think in the, the most recent podcast with Mana, the, the masculine feminine, we talked about how you need to strip back in order right. to to know yourself and or and even to get close to anyone else 
it's there it's there's this necessity to strip back all the distractions all the aids in order to get to the very bottom of who who is Casey right. without all of these things and she's pretty great Aww. yeah another thing my my reiki my reiki teacher <laughs> um that she brought to light to me was everybody that comes across you is not a coincidence they're put to mirror they're put to teach you they're put like the guys that I've been with have been exact mirrors of the state that I've been in emotionally unavailable you know under the influence and and it's true in my dreams I had to look at myself and be like oh my god you are that's horrible and to open your eyes and and take yourself for who you are in that state and do something about it and my clients I I'm a personal trainer and I have clients and each every single one of them has taught me something about myself and with you people come and they have messages that are messages that need to come through you as well and so pay attention to that whoever you're uh, coming across and 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 who you meet they're there for a reason we were talking about it on Friday I was saying it's the blessing and the curse of the healer that every client you help heal is a healing for you as well and where it can be a little bit of a curse is it kind of brings up shit that you're like wait I thought I I thought I was just done doing work yes. it, it it pushes you into this accelerating healing program that you gotta fucking buck up and get in the truck anyways so another one of my first ever things that you were so graciously uh what's that word willing to experience for me or from me was you were the first person I ever did an energy healing on and my style of doing it is was very different from the style I think I was astral projecting the whole time and it kind of messed with me it's definitely drained my energy and I've learned better ways now but you were the first person I ever did any sort of energetic healing for and that was super super prominent as well it it's enabled you Anytime we've done, and we're constantly doing healings now together. And we've done Golden Needle. We've done the Two Dragons, which we will get into. And actually, Casey and I experienced something Mm. that (laughs) it's quite experimental with the Golden Needle. And and we will get into that. But before we go all in, let's, let's, we'll back up a little bit. And I would love to hear about your experience and integration from that first healing I did for you. So you cleared a lot of entities that I had within me from something in my stomach, from an ex-boyfriend. And yeah, wow, that was a big, that was my big, hey, there's a whole nother world out there that uh, you can't really see, but you're going to feel. I got into a thing with a guy that I needed to, to mirror the state that I was in. He taught me a lot of lessons. Oh my God. In hindsight, I remember looking back at that, or when we did that healing, it was it was something about career. It was about enoughness, and then right after the healing, you're getting all these job opportunities, right. all these clients, and then again, it was about healing from an ex, and then you met that guy. We'll yeah. call him Tooth. Tooth. <laughs> I met Tooth, oh. <laughs> and we thought tooth was sent from sent from your guides as like like an angel in a way of yeah. this this might be the guy and he I mean he was an angel in a way but more like a fallen angel yeah. in hindsight but I remember thinking oh my gosh Casey found him he's yeah. he, she it's like it opened it opened you up to but it's so funny that's what spirit brings for us is yeah. so much more than we think it is yeah oh yeah we think that oh we got it figured out and they're like uh-uh <laughs> No, no. But with Tooth, I had <laughs> I had a dream about his, like one of his ancestor, ancestors came to me through a dream. And I was like, hey, did something go on? And then I asked Stephanie to look further into it. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, that was. So he, he was the exact state of mind that I was in. He was super emotionally unavailable, which, I mean, I thought I was. And I'm like, I'm ready for a relationship. But... No, I was not. I had, you know, so much work that I didn't see I needed that I ended up 
doing, I am doing, I will forever be doing. Oh gosh, that one. I had these feelings the entire time of, oh, I don't, I don't feel like he's being loyal. I don't feel like he's being loyal. (laughs) And, uh, he wasn't. Well, one thing I do remember is we kept on asking your guides, whether it was card (laughs) readings, whether it was psychic readings, about like, all right, tell us, tell us. And it was all just warnings and lessons. What was cool is I remember them saying, well, this is a lesson. This is going to be a lesson. We thought, oh, we're going to, he's going to, he's going to, she's going to find the one. They're going to live happily after. And that's the lesson there. But it was, no, we were just being so human about it. Unfortunately. Well, no, not unfortunately, because it needed to happen the way it did. But it was every fucking time we were like, are you sure? Yeah. We're like, oh, but well, maybe it means this. (laughs) Um, One time, Back to the dreams. I had a dream about Stephanie and she was uh, laying on these really cool pillows and she was needling her entire right side. And Stephanie was like, oh, I have something to tell you, but you're not going to like it. And then she's trying to tell me her little brother Asher's talking over her. And I'm like, Asher, I can't hear Stephanie. And she never got around to what she had to say. So I call her. And she and I was like, yep, yep, yep. So, so Casey, here's the thing. I'm kneeling my right side because I need to do, I'm doing ayahuasca soon and I need to get my period. And in Chinese medicine, the right side is the feminine. And so I was doing a lot of acupuncture treatments on myself on nourishing my yin energy in order to get my cycle regulated. And then the reason why Asher was talking over you is because I, Asher's been having a tough time and I've been really worried about him and it's been consuming my mind. And then, oh yeah, I looked into, I asked your guides one last time about tooth. And and they were like, we have a warning. I think actually, no, at the time I was doing a lot of Qigong. I was doing Falun Dafa every morning and it came to me out of nowhere out of nowhere, I didn't even ask them. And they said, tell Casey we have a warning about tooth. There's something going on that we are, she needs to, she needs to know that there's something up. And so I said to her, yeah, that's, that's what they said. And I knew you weren't going to like it. And I was trying to figure out a way to tell you. That was, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Your, your dreams are just more and more and more coming on live here. Yeah. It's really fun to, to watch your development. <laughs> uh, um, so let's, let's, do we want to, do you actually, can you, can you please share for the fam? Um, do you guys mind if I call you fam? I, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> um, Calling people names. Do you mind sharing with everyone? Just um, if you could sum up in a couple of words what it has felt like for you. And because I haven't, other than myself, I've been the only one who shared my esoteric acupuncture experiences. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your experiences with Golden Needle and the Two Dragons? Oh, oh my gosh. What an experience. Oh, wow. Um, So the first was the golden needle right and that was super grounding and oh my god immediately I felt a bunch of my guides some beings around me supporting me touching me and and I do want to say that I was in the so it was it wasn't distal it was um Dr. Adamson came over and he helped me and we both facilitated this session and I'm I as I mentioned before I can see things and so I'm seeing all these beings enter the room and I'm like what and Dr. Adamson when I I mouth to him as Casey's in this trance state letting us know what she's seeing and feeling we're kind of seeing the same sort of thing happen well I'm seeing and Dr. Adamson's feeling these things energetically so that was that is it was like things were coming out of you things were on uh, by your side it was such a crazy thing to experience I'm so sorry you can go down. <laughs> it, it really was. That got me into, you know, uh, a trance state, and I felt very grounded. I, I've i been dealing with this issue where I'm so eager to talk to 
my guides and talk to source and see and hear things. And and that whole time I was getting a little frustrated. I was feeling a lot, but I was having a hard time seeing. And by the end of the golden needle is when my, my um, vision started coming on. And then you went on with the two dragons, right? Yes. Usually when, if we had the intention of doing two dragons, we ask when you start to be able to see or have some sort of connection, especially with your higher self or guides, we ask them for permission. We ask, is it okay to proceed? Is Casey ready for the two dragons protocol? And we got a yes. So yeah, we started the two dragons. Yep. The first thing that I saw was a dark-haired woman sitting by a creek with flowing water, and it was just like, let it flow. And I remember seeing how smooth the stones were, and I was like, okay, this is cool. I don't know if this is a past life. I don't know if this is me. I don't know, but I guess they're all what it is. And after that was the vision, was a past life that I went into. With the man, and he was aggressive, and the drinker, and I, it was old German times, and the table, it was this wood barrel table, and I just kept quiet and kept my head down. Keep the table in mind, guys, because that comes up again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but. Yeah, so, um, saw that, that memory, or past life kind of faded away and then oh yes no that was at the very end so then I'm there was a few time during this was don't ask me (laughs) I didn't know if it was two hours 20 minutes I had no idea so I don't know how long I had been had a gap of just feeling beings around me of feeling healing of you know talking to myself of of bringing on what I need to know and I get a vision going and I look down and I am blue and purple and a light radiating off of me and I was not a human and I had a big strong arms and abs in a bulge and I was like oh my god I'm not and I had no idea where I was or what I was but all I was given was that and I was like okay I'll take it and I you know tried questioning and I think I it's almost like I felt too oh my god tell me more tell me more and they were just like okay we're gonna go to the next one I'm so sorry you saying this stuff reminds me of your birth story I feel like this keeps on coming in every time you become too eager. It's they kind of put me in my place. Yeah. Cause so, so Casey or you share it really briefly about, well, I'll just say it right now. Casey um, tried to come four or five months early and it like her mom was in full labor and then she had to go to the hospital and finally the labor ended so I felt I feel like when you were telling this story the the very strong common theme was you being ready to roll and then having to be forced into stillness again and again yeah anyways all right so you're you're the blue man and then what happens from there uh it just kind of dissipated And then I was laying there for a little longer, awaiting the next thing to happen. I had no idea what to expect next at this point, and I wasn't really seeing anything. And then Stephanie led me through the next... The next thing was Stephanie said, what else does Casey need to see? Because you guys were about to finish because it had been a while that I wasn't seeing much and we thought that that session was did its did its work and so I was like hold on I'm starting to see something and I was a man and I had a trench coat on and some some business boots on and there was cobblestone hall uh, alleyway and there was a man playing jazz and I'm just sitting there listening and it wasn't really it wasn't really going anywhere, so I... I think we asked, will you go home? And you're like, I don't want... Yes, so I was like, 
you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm listening to the jazz music. And you're like, well, uh, and then she led me through this, which was super helpful because on my own, I could have never even thought I would have sat there and listened to the jazz music all night. So she said, well, why don't you go home? And I got a pit in my stomach. I'm like, I don't want to go home. And so I walked home and it was crazy to see the cobblestone and it was wet and my shoes were dull. And I go home and I, there's my wife and she had dinner ready and we sat around the table and we didn't talk. And Stephanie's like, well, um, your wife. And then I said, I know that she's having an affair. And she said, well, have you confronted her about it? And so I brought it up to her. She denied it. And I couldn't say anything. We lived in a low income place. And I felt like I couldn't say anything because of money. And I just kind of had to suck it up. And I had nothing to prove. It was old times. I didn't have a cell phone, I don't think. Or it was that kind of thing. But I just knew my wife was having an affair. And I felt I couldn't argue it. I couldn't. I just felt you know, like I knew what was going on, but I couldn't do anything about it because she was denying it. And then we asked if you recognized your wife, because what happens when you're in a past life, you see faces, but when you feel into the energy, you realize, hey, that's the same energy of somebody that I know in this life. Right. And I looked at her and I knew immediately that it was my mother, which we've, we have just this bond and a history of a lot of a lot of karmic energy we're working through you know it's it it hurts and it it does you know bring a lot of light to emotions that are going on in this lifetime and it kind of helps you understand things so they're they're super helpful and just having that knowing. I mean, me and my dad have a past life together that makes total sense. And my it makes total sense with my dad. Not saying anything bad about my mom. My mom is the woman who gave me life and almost died in the you process. To give you life. And I love her with my entire heart. My goodness. So yeah, it brings you into these past lives. It, it tells you things that you need to see at that time. I can't wait to do another one. And, uh, you know, with becoming more and more awakened, I guess, can't wait to see what it's going to bring, what information it's going to unveil. I remember we did a we did a golden needle kind of recently and you met your high. It was the girl on the rocks again and it was your higher self. And now, you know, the voice of your higher self. Yep. So, um, yeah, I've learned that. That was a distal one. Yeah, that was a distal one. Um, I learned that my higher self has a voice and she calls me Case, which all my close friends, my close friends and family call me Case. And she calls me Case or like girlfriend. And it's so funny. And she has this long curly hair and I, she's very cradly and just holds me. Oh gosh, something's, something's happening. You know, and that's a Raven when she goes, she's having a vision. Stephanie just had her own sort of sort of vision face (laughs) so recently Casey's had dreams of these tornadoes and we we looked it up it said it's a fear of change coming and something that's been happening for Casey over the past six months is your hair has gone from being stick straight to super curly and it only it only just resonate it only just clicked with me that this girl you keep on seeing your visions has this long curly wild hair and all of a sudden you're it's growing. it's growing, but it's it's oh. wild and curly now. Like out of a whole life of you having this stick straight hair. Wow. What a brain blast. Wow. And what, what is something that's cool that uh, I'll, I'll briefly mention is after Casey, we did that very first Golden Needle and Two Dragons protocol. I was talking to Dr. Adamson about how I kind of just lost interest in astral projection because one, I get I got distracted and it gets boring well because I was going around earth and earth is way much better in the third dimension but he goes wait you know you can go to different realms dimension stuff have you ever tried someone guiding you just as we guide people in golden needle 
And I thought, fucking A, no, I haven't. And Casey, you guided me and we went to Back to That Life. Yeah, we went to that Back to That Life Views the Blue Bean and it was it was a planet called like K two something. Something we called it K two. Yeah, yeah. And it was that was I think probably one of the most maybe the second most profound astral projection experience I've ever had because I remember going to the middle of that planet and being covered with all these webs by all these beings that were creating the fabric of the consciousness of that planet and oh I'm getting chill feeling the entire you helped guide me there and I remember feeling the entire consciousness of a planet it I don't I don't know how if I had done had I done ayahuasca from that point? I don't know. But I, I had never felt that, being sober, I had never felt that sort of deep connection ever like that before. It's And every time these, and the question is, why do we do, do these things in the long run or in the short term? I don't know. But in the long term, it just adds and adds to the layers of your healing and who you are. Because we think we know what we need and we have no idea until hindsight gives us that 2020. Do you want to finish up with our... So me and Stephanie got to connect our cords and we (laughs) did... (laughs) And we did a golden needle and dragon, two dragons... Protocol. It was, just golden needle. was it? I think so. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't know. I think it was both. Yeah, I don't know. I know. It's now like everything is just. Blended. Yeah. And crazy, crazy. We haven't really talked about formally talked about this experience before together. Like, right. We kind of, it kind of just. Happened. Oh, cool. So you're here for the raw emotions. Yeah. Kind of here, just... live. <laughs> <laughs> From the hole. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we, um, Dr. Adamson performed this protocol on the both of us and me and her were here in West Palm and he was over in Orlando. He was in Orlando. So he did it distally. You want to go ahead and talk about Yeah, that? sure. Okay. So the intention of the protocol was to figure out if we've had past lives together and it was a really interesting sort of format that we went into. So he, he had, Dr. Adamson had two dolls and he connected the two dolls to our energy. And then he told us when, when all of our chakras were um, activated and aligned. And then I remember both of us were kind of flowing and, and saying, I'm seeing some stuff. And then I go, Casey, do you see the cat? And you go, yeah, it's on the table. And right as you were saying that, I was seeing a, a black cat on a large barrel table. Yeah. And as I looked at the cat, I turned my attention to it. It jumped off the counter because it knew. I, and and we, all of a sudden, I was in that. I remember the cat knew. Well, you, you were looking at the cat, and the cat was like, yeah, I'm allowed on the table here. But the cat knew when I looked at it. Oh, shit. She know, I know that. She doesn't want me on the table. And then you walk over I see you walk over to a window and I said Casey what do you see right now out loud I said Casey what do you see right now and you were like I'm looking out a window and I'm so sad and you were thinking about someone it was a man right it was no we had a little girl with us and yeah that was not the soul of my daughter right yeah my future daughter <laughs> yeah but you were thinking about a man I think, okay, I think, okay, it's coming back. The man you had originally, in your first Golden Needle Protocol that you had originally seen at that big table that we both, once again, were seeing, he was your husband. Right. And I remember you felt pressure to marry him because our parents had died. Right. And the three of us were sisters, and you took the burden of marrying a man, and he drunk. And and at, at one point, I think our father was alive, and he was an alcoholic, too. And basically, they both drunk themselves to death. And it was just the three of us. Yes. Right. It was just us three girls. And I, we all felt this pressure to make money, to do what it took to make money. And I, I was, we kind of stole, I remember I was a little bit more on the stern, hardworking side. And I remember kind of like pushing the girls, we need to make things, we need to make right. clothes. 
And then I remember watching you walk out of the house and I started following you and out loud, I was like, Casey, where are you going? Right. Where was I going? And then you said, I'm walking in the woods. And I just kept on following you and following you through the woods. And then all of a sudden, I look around myself and I'm walking, but I'm no longer walking on the ground. And you're no longer walking on the ground. Right. And then we went up, we went up and up and up. And I was in a white, you, you were in the white dress. Or I looked at you and you looked at me and you're like, what am I wearing? And I was like, what am I wearing? And you told me what I was wearing. Right. And White. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then you said, I said, there's, I said, what do you feel? And you said, I feel pressure on my chest. And what I was seeing at the time was I was seeing a tiny little dragon, like a little dog sized dragon sitting on your chest. And now we were no longer these two women in that past life in Germany or whatever. We were us. And I was seeing you laying down and being wrapped by blankets. And then I see you, your body raise up. And, and there was a few dragons crawling around you. And I see you raising up and up. And I said out loud. So, so guys, a lot of this is happening. And I realize I'm not really in the mic. Oh, well. A lot of this is happening. And we're visualizing it both at the same time and only every once in a while we're like hey like yeah. we're, we're checking trying, in yeah when, we're checking are in you with seeing you. this yeah. yeah and i remember saying out loud where'd you go and you were saying i'm in the clouds yes and we yeah and so i raised myself up to the clouds and we were just we're above that field into this new field and this field when i think of and i I'm pretty sure if you've been on my Instagram or listened to the podcast before I've mentioned this, but I love this quote by Rumi out beyond the ideas of wrongdoing and right doing. There's a field. I'll meet you there. And we were in that field. Hmm. And I remember coming over to you and hugging you and I, and laying down next to you. And we both were just feeling, feeling way, and I'm feeling it now, waves of yeah. vibrations through our bodies and waves of healing. And Dr. Adamson over in Orlando with by the two dolls kind of protecting the field, making sure everything was cool. He was saying, I feel these waves coming yeah. off the two dolls. And since then, I mean, we were close, but since then... It's, yeah. You're my sister husband. <laughs> the love and connection and the necessity of having each other every yeah. day. We call each other like every every yeah. other day. Anything that happens, are you free? Yeah, call immediately. Yeah, or even we're, we're always on the same wavelength. Yeah. My Casey senses are tingling. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's so wild that how much of a connection that it's brought to us. It's beautiful. I seriously have no idea what I would do or where I would be without my stuffy. Oh, <laughs> and we have so much to look forward to and I can't wait to do life with you. We're doing it, baby. I know, I know. <laughs> it's so nice being at her house where we've been for years and thinking about the conversations that this couch we've had on this couch and the places the different states of mind we've been in and, and the struggles oh yes i mean let forget tooth how about when we were on this couch and i met nick oh do what what's what's he, he's fine okay nick the dick. yeah he won't <laughs> he'll never listen to this he'll never listen to this. yeah we met probably the most eye-opening toxic abusive yeah. relationship you've ever been yep. in right here on this very yeah, couch and we were giggling because his profile he was cute and we yeah. were like oh my god what is this yep. and oh my god the, the hotty toddy the levels and the changes yep. that we've been through and returning so cool so get your sister and doesn't have to be family or brother or brother somebody you love and love on them and support them and don't force anything. This just feels right. No judgment. And know that your healing is my healing. Yes! My healing is oh. your healing. Our healing is your healing. And so, like, like Casey said, find that person, if it's one or many, and let them know how much they shine in your eyes. Yep. Because I think that's something that you've really done for me, Case, is help me um, see my own light. It's 
Yeah. <sighs> okay. We're going to yeah. sign off and just hold each other. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more podcasts to come. I'd love to talk about, you know, relationships and, you know, the different ways that we handle them. Like, Stephanie is in the most amazing, beautiful relationship ever, and I've gone, you know, the, di- <laughs> the different route. I'm the, the fun friend that she gets to listen to uh, the, the horror story relationships. It's not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's tortured with my <laughs> Stephanie. Will you tune into this guy? No, that's not what tortures me. It's the the, the mean boys. That the I want bully. To hurt. The yeah. Bullies. No one's allowed to bully you anymore. I'm Stephanie's bully. Bully. Yeah. Stephanie got bullied in high school, and I bullied her bullies, and I got in very big trouble. You got a bully Fun report. fact. I got it's a, on your permanent record. I got a bully report for, being for my you. Bully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Love. Love. We love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. I, if you want to connect with Casey, I have her social media in the show notes. I have my own social media in the show notes. If you want to do work with me um, and find out more about all these protocols and all this fun stuff. Yes, you can f- they are life-changing. Yeah, yeah. Casey's like my proof. You've been my, yeah, my proof in the 3D because it, it's easy to get in your head when you're seeing visions on yourself and healing yourself on these levels, but when you can see it happening in real time in front of your face, it's something else. So you can find my stuff at schoolofwhispers.com. All right. I'll be feeling your energy next week. Very soon, Casey will once again be feeling your energy. And adios. Bye.